0: joined by Richard Bliss. Now Richard is the artist that has a couple of exhibitions on the go at the moment at Bishop Auckland Town Hall. Richard, uh, welcome to Bishop FM. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your exhibitions please? Uh,
1: Yeah, hello Gillian, thanks for inviting me on. There are two parts of one show. Um, The main show is called The Quest for the Perfect Shirt and that is an exploration of the changing nature of different masculinities and I've been trying to think about the big question I asked myself was, what would happen to masculinity after patriarchy? So if we sweep away our ideas about gender, which we're becoming increasingly liberal and thoughtful about, what happens to what we currently construct as masculinity? Um, and as a gay man, what does that mean for me? So I'm attracted to masculinity. Um, what would it mean for me? So. I couldn't really find that answer in texts and I couldn't really find that answer in books so I thought well do what artists do and just start making the work about it and the shirts were a really good way for standing in for the male body because often when we think about masculinity or certainly when I think about masculinity I start to think about men and the male body and that isn't always helpful because obviously masculinity doesn't have to belong to a biological body Um, but the other thing about shirts is that they're really accessible everybody knows what they are Um, and the way that the show looks you can you can enjoy it on lots of levels you can just go in and kind of pick your favorite shirt or your least favorite shirt or a shirt that you might like to wear or you can read all the texts that are also there as part of the exhibition um, and read the titles of the work and maybe have a little bit of a, a, a deeper thinking, if you like, um, about what masculinity is. And then the other part of the show is really reflects my other work, which is it's called Worker's Thread. Um, and in that work, I, I research working class people who've been left out of history. Um, You don't often find them in the official records, but you might find references in newspaper articles. Or if it's more recent history, people may even have living relatives who can tell you about people who've contributed to our regional heritage. Um, And in this particular show, you can see pieces. uh, There's a dress which is called Kitty Grady's dress, which celebrates Kitty Grady, who was a maid at Usher College in Durham. Um and it's fascinating if you've ever been to usher you might have noticed that uh, one that's Nancy the dog complaining as well about how working class animals are left out of history um so you can also you can see how there are absolutely there are no pictures of women on the corridors of Usher. Sometimes they appear in the contemporary work, but there are none in the permanent works that are made for Usher. It's all of the leading priests. But of course, it was women that kept the whole place going. Um, They were the maids, they were the cooks, they were the teachers, the nuns taught in the junior school. Um, They were the secretaries. So there's been this army of women over history. Um, who've kept that place going. And now, of course, there are lots of women on the full-time staff and amongst the volunteers who keep Usher going. Um, But they're not often celebrated in the history of the place. So I made Kitty Grady's dress as a way of putting Kitty's history back into Usher. Um, And there's a coat which is called the Socialist Pioneer's Coat that's made of um, images from miners' banners. So very much the kind of masculine history of our region um but it's a nineteen fifty swing coat because I was researching in the uh, Durham archives of the county council and I came across this amazing picture of a quite a large group of women who were the pioneer women of Newt Acliffe they were the first women to live in the new town when there were 346 pioneers and in this photograph they're very proudly holding their uh, Labour Party women's section banner but they're all wearing these fantastic coats and you kind of think, Yeah, I can I can really relate to that. It made me think about my own mum who was a trade unionist. And she'd always I always say to you, know, why'd you put on your good goat to go to a meeting? And she'd always say, Well, you know, she was quite a small woman, a small small woman from Lancashire. And um she would always say, well, if I go to the meeting in my good coat, then the men will take me seriously. And this image just reminded me of these women. But they very rarely get talked about either in labor movement history of our region or in the history of Newt Nacliffe. So I made the coat to celebrate them. And I make various pieces like that for different institutions uh, across the country and particularly in our region. And that's what you can see at the town hall.
0: That's brilliant, thank you. Do you know, it sounds absolutely fascinating. i got a question for you, because part of the, the, the exhibition around the shirts, you're making them, aren't you? You're in the town hall making them every Wednesday afternoon while you're having conversations with people. What, oh, yeah. what's, what's been your favourite story that you've picked up on while you've been in Bishop Auckland?
1: Oh, I think the best stories have been from people who... Um, I think the best two, they're very different. One was somebody who used to make all of the clothing samples for Mark Spencer's menswear in the 1970s. Um, And we had just had a really interesting conversation about the skill that was involved in doing that. But I thought it really represented the changing nature of industry in Bishop Auckland, that you know, in the 70s and into the early 80s, there were lots and lots of light industrial work that a lot of women were involved in. There were sewing factories all around the region. Uh, and particularly around Bishop Auckland and actually around New and um and of course they've all disappeared now as the clothing industry has primarily been moved abroad um, and with that quite difficult levels of exploitation sometimes happen in, in factories abroad and what this woman was talking about was how much pleasure she had in having worked at a very high standard um, in the Marks and Spencers factory um, as the sample maker and the sample maker is the person who when the design comes in, they make the first one in the run to see where the difficulties are in making it before it goes on to piecework. So they're very highly skilled dressmakers and tailors. Um, and that's, you know, I've learned along the way. I, I'm a, an artist rather than although I call myself an artist tailor. I don't have that level of training. So it was fascinating to talk to her about the skill that she had, but also a skill that is being lost in this country. Um, There are many people who are trying to get it going again and and the very best of luck to them. So that was a great story because it illustrated to me the changing nature of employment in Bishop Auckland. Um, And then just the other day, I had a brilliant conversation with a teacher about how um, he had always encouraged boys um, to think about their behaviour. And he was very he'd come three times to see the show and had particularly come to see me on a Wednesday to talk about how interesting he thought the shirts were. But I found his conversation about how he would encourage boys to reflect on their behavior, not simply saying sorry for something that they've done wrong, but to reflect on their behavior and think about how they could be different in the future. Um, and uh, he'd also been part of quite a radical movement when he was a a teacher where teachers would be put in charge of a department where they didn't necessarily have skill and he'd been put in charge of the needlework department for a while and that how 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 that had changed the way that the department was seen and also how um, more boys felt comfortable to come and do needlework as a result of having a man in charge of the department so yeah, I'd say those two. I've had lots of lovely conversations, but I would say those two maybe stick out and they're going to emerge in the work later on.
0: It sounds absolutely fascinating. I, I haven't been to the exhibition yet. I fully intend to. Um, how long well, have I got? How long is it on till?
1: Because it closes on the 30th of November. Right, Fabius.
0: Well, that's good to know. I need to get down there because I'm absolutely fascinated. I'd love to see it and uh, have a look around. Well, Richard, thank you so much for speaking to us here on 105.9 Bishop FM. It's been a pleasure um, to catch up with you and I, I do hope the rest of the exhibition goes well.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Gillian. It's lovely to talk to you.